was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. You stupid monkey. Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast that always signs into Animal Crossing, Metal Gear Solid 5, We Fit, and Gran Turismo at least once a year, because those damn guys remember your birthday. I am Fuzzy Dan, and on episode 36, I'm joined by a man who's already been happy birthdayed at least once this week. It's Mr. <laughs> Doody Dutram. How are we doing, good buddy? <laughs> Pretty good, eh, George? Um, um, hello, he- hello, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> See, I caught you off guard with my intro. It was That was the, the key. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did pretty well. <laughs> I will put my hand up and say I am the, the flog that went uh, and got the wrong date with your birthday. Um, I believe I wrote it down as a, like, it's 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 supposed to be a six and I put a zero. Um, so I, I, got it, I got it mixed up, all right? This is why I, I, woke, type it. I woke up and I'm like, I have a message from Fuzzy. Why? Happy birthday, man. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> I was super early, all right? At least I can say I was the first person to say it this year. Um, so there you go. Happy birthday for next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Uh, well, look, this week uh, we are celebrating a little bit of a birthday for us as well. It is episode 36, so that means we've done this at least 36 times. So, um, My second favourite number. Uh, really? Yep. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Excellent reason. Uh, all right, well, look, on episode 36, we're going to go through and talk a bit about uh, the latest and greatest news that's coming out. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the games that we've reviewed uh, this week. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Hitman 2, some of the DLC that's come out for that. And Mr. Duty Dutrim, you've got a new game that you've been reviewing this week as well. Yes, yes. I, I'll, I'll leave it for a bit of a sizzle, but honestly, this is a game that a publisher that you constantly say never to pre-order from, where you should very much pick this copy up. Ooh, okay, I've got a sinking feeling about this one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See what I did there? <laughs> it's that kind of clever wit that keeps people coming back week after week. Uh, look, Duty, we're going to get straight into the news this week because there's a bunch of news to talk about. There's some exciting news as well. Um, I'll leave the biggest for last, of course. Um, the first one, though, um, I, I just loved this title of this article. It came out and said, The, kid, the kids emptied our bank account playing FIFA. Um, so there's, there's apparently stories. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, basically, um, this goes back to a lot of the, the the microtransactions in games and how they blocked and not blocked in certain consoles and things like that. Um, apparently, four kids um, who had access to you know a family switch spent five hundred and fifty pounds in three weeks buying player packs, uh, playing FIFA on uh, their family switch um so they burnt through a lot of money that is a lot of money that's like a million australian dollars as well yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's a lot of money um so it's recent it sparked up a a new call about like all of these microtransactions and games um you know it just I, i don't know i don't i don't understand why anyone would spend any money playing fifa outside of buying the $80 pack. Like, I said, you, you don't need to do anything more than buy the actual bloody game itself to actually get enjoyment out of it. 
You might so, need to buy a new TV after you throw a controller into it, though. <laughs> it is one of those games, look, you can grind it out, and it's actually not so much of a bad grind by comparison to other games. Um, but, yeah, you can instantly buy, like, you know, super players or, like, the world's best player, for, you know, today or the top player for this week, and you can go out and buy it, and that's what they've done. They spent £550, um, and clearly Dad wasn't checking their, uh, you know, his emails coming through going, thank you for your purchase. Thank you for your purchase. Thank you that for your purchase. A, thank you for your purchase. <laughs> that would have been the first thing that ticked me off. I was like, thank you for your purchase. Okay, I didn't buy this for FIFA. I'm like, I certainly didn't buy it four times within the space of 10 minutes. Um, I'm going to go check that out. But, like, like I understand, like, of course, this sort of uh, be- behavior in, in, in gaming in general is, is wrong. It's also becoming more and more of a, a common problem. But... There's got to be some form of percentage, even if it's a minimal percentage. If, if there's one percent of a chance that he is the enemy, that um, <laughs> that it, it lies on the parents as well. Like, there's there's got to be that. Yeah, you got an email saying thank you for your purchase. You you should have that should have flagged you before five hundred and fifty dollars worth of stuff was gone. And I highly doubt there is an option to spend five hundred and fifty pound in the one sort of thing. It's generally like no, 12, yeah, this- 15, 20, so on and so forth. This is multiple transactions. They said they did it over a space of three weeks. So, like, I know for one, like, when I do, um, when I purchase anything on uh, on PlayStation, um, even, like, free DLC, like, so I downloaded a bunch of free packs for um, Just Cause 4 and for Hitman 2 this week. So a bunch of free updates that I could, could apply, zero dollars. You know, you click on the download link, and then two seconds later, I get a, an email notification going, bing, thank you for your purchase. And, so, and it confirms you've spent zero dollars. But it's still something to say, hey, something's happened, something's changed in your account. So I don't know what they're doing. You just, if, if you don't want to spend this money, just you know, don't buy these stupid games with microtransactions. But maybe put a just, password lock as well on, yeah. your, on your console. It's, and it's possible to do on the, on the Switch as well. Um, to password lock anything that requires um, like purchase permission, so um, so that's fine. We'll, we'll give your kids a, a, an account where they don't have bloody um, that's not synced in. So I don't know, crazy people, crazy people, don't stop spending money on FIFA anyway. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, second story for the week. Um, this is a big one, buddy. This is I know you, this is a big favorite for you. Uh, Candy Crush, obviously, massive game. Um, huge fan. Uh, it's taking the world by storm. <laughs> well, I will just say that it was, uh, because officially now, uh, Pokemon Go grossed more than Candy Crush in its first three years, and it's on track to cross $3 billion in uh, the year of our Lord 2019. <laughs> now, hang on. There's, is there microtransactions? In Candy Crush, I know there's microtransactions. Is there microtransactions in Pokemon? Being a Pokemon I... fan that you are, Fuzzy? <laughs> of course, huge, massive fan. I played it for about three minutes and went, I have to walk places? Fuck off. <laughs> uh, so, and, and watching all of those people, like, standing around, like, intersections, like, trying to hang out at a Pokemon gym. Um, I, I don't know. I assume there will be. I assume there's like a daily limit of how many Pokeballs you can throw at people and you can purchase more. Or um, I know there was people that would uh, pay to have a gym at like their cafe. So like, you know, if they you know, get people milling around and they're like, hey, fuck it, I'll just go grab a coffee while I sit here playing Pokemon. 
So, you know, I think there's there's definitely some sort of marketing technique that they've got into here. And they, right. I mean, $3 billion. It's, it's disgusting. It's an obscene amount of money, right? Look, I can think of lots of things I could do with $3 billion, but look, let's not point fingers. Uh, and a, a lot of that $3 billion is people spending £550 on Pokemon packs. <laughs> it could very well be. Um, it's, uh, I, I just don't, I, I don't understand how that much money can go into any one game. Like you're talking about, um, like Avengers Endgame, right? Like how much of the money they were making at the box office. Oh, <coughs> dear, that's actually a really good point. Cause they, they, they're struggling to get to, what was it? 2.8 billion. I think it was to get the, you know, the, to beat, to go past Avatar. But like you know, this is this is a, a a mobile phone game that practically cost them no money to develop. Um, would probably cost them more in licensing fees than anything else, and it is crossing three billion dollars this year. So, um, yeah, it tells you what what a massive industry the gaming one is. Got by comparison to movies. Yeah, that's true. And isn't like the the most. Uh, the most sort of well, well received or, or not well received, but like in regards to to cash flow, like Grand Theft Auto Five made eight billion dollars or something stupid like that. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. Like they sold they they set records for like the most amount of copies sold and all the rest of it. Like that shark that's, cards and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh mate, they they that place is a license to print money. So they um. They have they've missed a trick with Red Dead Redemption that hasn't gotten um, I suppose as much of a that has uh, gotten better online. I will say I've been playing that online. That has gotten better. I refuse. I traded in my copy because I just I was not happy with it. Just it, it was an absolute rot, and they lost me right away. So uh, stiff shit. There's there's twenty bucks that you're not getting from me. So um, yeah, cry yourself to sleep tonight on your pile of. Yeah, you know, your, your giant bed made of entirely of money, um. surrounded by beautiful <laughs> women. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so speaking of speaking of other places that are making a lot of money, um, I know a favorite game of yours, Cuphead, uh, is doing very well. Um, Cuphead's now, great. I do not understand why you don't like it. I just don't like it. All right. I just don't. Anyway, Cuphead is now set to top four million sales. So they're just about to pass the 4 million units mark, which is fucking massive for a game. Especially for an indie game as well. Especially an indie game. Again, like, you know, they would have spent a lot of time and effort and, you know, creating this particular thing. But, yeah, 4 million units for Cuphead. I mean, I guess putting in the, putting that game in the Teslas has uh, really shot those numbers through the roof. Um, so <laughs> you got you got to drive with a steering wheel, like, jump is brake, shoot is gas. <laughs> <laughs> Left and right is the steering wheel. <laughs> I like it. Like, you know, you sit there pretending to drive, but in, in actuality, you've got a controller in your hands. The car's no, doing just loads the of car crashes. <laughs> and, and you're just playing Cuphead. Just the, I, I, I think that could work. So, yeah, 4 million <laughs> units, though. Like, that was, like, I think it had sold 2 million, like, almost immediately. Um, and then it's just creeped up. So, it's up to 4. That's, that's great. And I think they're, they're talking about doing, like... Uh, an expansion or more games like as a follow-up to that yeah i think it's a a dlc that comes out early next year where you play as uh cuphead mugman and chalice who's a new um i think it's chalice who's a new dlc character and it's going to be a sort of a a big dlc expansion onto the game and it's a it's a competitive and, and hard fucking game oh it certainly is it's one of those games that 
Uh, look, I, I, if you like the style, if you like something different, it is definitely the game to get. Um, yeah, for me, meh, meh. I got it. I, I, I get what it's what it's about, but meh. It's a great game. <laughs> it's definitely an bloody, interesting game. Definitely bloody better than that bloody Zelda. Oh, jeez. Okay, don't even don't even start. You're going to piss off some fans. I know some people listening in very much don't don't enjoy your Zelda chat. So, uh we're going to move That's right along. <laughs> Speaking of games that everybody loves, No Man's Sky. Um now <laughs> No Man's no, Sky um, um they had uh, Sean Murray was doing a, a like a press conference at a uh, at a gaming. Is convention. he related to Bill Murray? Uh, he is not. Um, I believe Bill Murray has uh, yeah disowned him. No, look, Sean Murray uh, he's the lead designer for uh, for No Man's Sky. Um, yep. He was the guy that was spruiking it before you know before the game launched, saying this is going to be amazing, it's going to be great, and then copped it in the ass when it failed. Um, and he's basically come out and he's offered a bunch of advice to uh, the developers behind Anthem and Fallout 76 um, as to what to do uh, following a unsuccessful launch. <laughs> or as he's, as he's deemed them, um, they, they need to... Uh, oh, sorry, polarizing launch is the, is the term. So, yeah, polarizing when your game is a complete shit pile. Um, he's basically saying that they, they you, you shouldn't say anything. You should not say anything. What you should do is focus on the next step. What are you going to do to fix it? And, and and to his credit, No Man's Sky now as a game, if you got if this got released two years ago, would have been amazing. It's uh, it's a fantastic game now. They've got another version coming out later this year, um, which is going to be awesome. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. I know they're going to VR as well. So there's big development, and they've basically focused on that. They stopped doing press, they stopped doing all the rest of it, and they just focused on fixing the problem. Um, and, yeah, I think that's that's where 76 especially, where they just tried to chase the chase the dragon a little bit. And, um, <laughs> I almost got the dragon. <laughs> I almost got it. <laughs> um, yeah, he, they, they basically tried to chase down the problem. And, oh, no, we, it's going to be all right. It's going to be great. There's so many people really enjoying the game, and it was just shit, and they didn't improve it. So, yeah. They need to go out there and fix it, and I, I don't think they will for either of those games now. I think they're both completely dead in the water. But you know, oh, well, Fallout 76 is getting a Battle Royale mode, which everyone has been sort of salivating at the mouth for. Right, yeah. Who, who doesn't need another Battle Royale game because we don't have like a bazillion of those every time we turn the corner? Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to um, the you know when when we get CD Projekt Red and they you know expand on their Gwent series and get a Gwent battle royale mode that'll be quite fun. Just people oh, that'll be fun. cards at each other. See, see, that's the thing. There's a Tetris battle royale where you play Tetris against another player and then you move on to the next game, so on and so forth. That would be fun with Gwent. That's just it's just two player fucking Tetris. It's just Tetris. Uh, it's not just, just Tetris. Uh, oh fuck you! It's just Tetris. <laughs> so yeah, look, I, I look, I, I'm all for people making improvements in their games, but yeah, they need to do something proper with those, both of those, um, and we're unlikely to see it. Um, I did see a copy of Anthem today at uh, one of the shops, uh, selling for seven dollars. Um, so, $7 yeah so get in now because they're going to shut down the servers in a couple of months and you won't be able to play it um, so. oh, holy hang on this game came out what late February early late March late February yep yep 
and it's now remember they had that staggered release right that's that like six weeks of release it was super weird but yeah like less than six months later right that's outstanding that's yeah that's that's like Holden and Ford clearing their stock like they do every day sort of levels yes yeah well look uh yeah that's it's something pretty awful um I know they're going to shut, like, they've, they've stopped, basically, they cancelled all their dates on their development timeline and said nothing's happening, and, yeah, they I, I think they've just given up completely, and they want to make it go away um, as fast as possible. So, <laughs> yeah, fair I don't, enough. Yeah, I don't know if, again, yeah, the official release date that they gave for this was the 22nd of February uh, this year. Um, 22nd so, of February? Yeah, there are your goal every year. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to be we're going to be having those things popping up on social media that 22nd of February next year is going to hey guys remember Anthem yeah the servers have been turned off for eight weeks now <laughs> oh too funny well look uh, speaking of things uh, getting discounted heavily discounted at the moment you may have been noticing a lot of switch sales going on Dirty have you seen these going around I've seen these I've heard of these yes have you seen these? Have you read these? Um, yeah, basically <laughs> everywhere has got a Switch sale right now. So you can go pretty much anywhere and get a you know a brand new Switch you know set up for I think it's like three hundred and fifty bucks, three hundred fifty nine dollars in most places. So under four hundred bucks, uh, you can get yourself a Switch. Uh, the reason is because we have a new model of the Switch coming out. Have you seen this? Yeah. Have you read about this? I, I saw this. I read about this. I watched this. I, I'm not impressed about this. <laughs> Wow, what a terrific audience. Um, it is, it's called the Nintendo Switch Lite, L-I-T-E, sigh, and, um, like and yeah. Light. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of news coming out and they're all saying $200, okay? Just, I want to make a really big clarification here. That's all US pricing. Um, so they're going to be retailing in Australia for $329. So that's the, uh, the price tag that you're looking at. So, and just so so people are aware, what does a standard switch go for? Fuzz, do you know the normal pricing of a standard switch? Uh, it's around about four hundred, but yeah, you can get one now for three hundred and fifty nine. I think at most places. So yeah. for an extra twenty bucks, I'm getting a switch that a can have the Joy Cons removed, b can plug into a television, and c yeah. is bigger. Yeah. Hands so down. Look, so yeah. So that's you've you've. Definitely gone into some of the, the, the topics here. So fixed controllers, so you can't uh, remove those. Uh, it is much smaller, I, I believe. Like there's the screen size is smaller, everything's smaller. On a, an already tiny, tiny console, which I yeah. struggled with for buttons, space, and hand-holding and all the rest of it. Um, for, for the most part, the specs are pretty much the same, um, but there's no uh, there's no rumble control, there's no um, motion cameras, there's no motion-sensitive stuff. It's all very much just, you know, you know, buttons and that's it. So, look, I think for, for mine, it just it feels like a bit of a missed opportunity here. Um, I would make it a hell of a lot more cheaper. I would make it, mm. yeah, Australian 200 and then 350 or 400 or whatever for for a standard Switch because essentially it's a high-end Nintendo 3DS. It's, it's, it's all it really is. Yep. You can't plug it into a TV. You can't pull the Joy-Cons out and do two-player. There's, it, It's essentially, it's a Game Boy. It's a, it's a high-end Game Boy. Yeah. So, yeah, look... 
it's I don't know. It, it's just it seems like a real big missed opportunity. Like we talked about it recently when um, uh, I think with our e, on our E three episode and maybe getting like a pro like a pro switch or something else that would be you know pretty awesome. And it just I don't know. I just think this this is kind of not cool. Yeah, a switch. Uh, if if there was a pro switch that was more powerful than an Xbox One X, it'd be like holy crap okay yeah. that's very impressive but because that they're, they're doing the opposite direction i'm like mm, nah yeah so look for for a comparison to this like there is okay so your regular switch is a 6.2 inch screen um this one is 5.5 inches so yeah probably the size of a, a big phone um the battery life is probably going to be just a little bit better but like we're talking, the the approximate life on a uh, on, on a regular switch is two and a half to six and a half hours. They're approximating for the switch light to be three to seven hours. So an extra half an hour of battery life on this thing. Um, yeah, nah. nah. And and the big one for me, like the the absolute biggest one of these, is no docking for your TV. It's like, well, that's that's the whole joy of this thing is I can pick it up and move it around and do, you know, play on the screen or, you know, I, I actually really yeah. enjoy that aspect. Um, and having one that's just completely removed from that, pass, like hard pass. I don't think you can play it as well while it's charging. I think that was one of the, I, I could be wrong, but I think that was one of the things as well that if it's charging, you can't play it. Um, I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I will say that um, yeah, they've specifically said on here it's not compatible with the Switch dock. Uh, it does not support output to a TV, um, and it does not come with a dock or an HDMI cable or kickstand. So yeah, so there's none of the stuff uh, that you get standard in your uh, in your Switch deck. So I would say if I if, if I could say anything to anybody. Don't bother with that unless you're really desperate to get the latest toy, but it, it is literally just a toy version of uh, an already fantastic console. So, um, yeah, just stick with the yeah. standard Switch. The standard Switch is an outstanding console. Look, we may they may change their mind. They may you know, come out with something more specific, but I think what they, they tend to do with these things is they release all of their games across all of the platforms available. So um, we're going to get this one in, I believe it's the 19th or 20th of September this year. Um, and uh, at that same time, I think we're getting Link's Awakening, so uh, one of the new uh, Zelda adventures coming out Whoop at the same time. So. <laughs> yeah. Whoop-de-doo, Basil. So, yeah, so this will be the hot toy for Christmas, but if you're going to go buy this for Christmas, just know that there's probably about a bazillion Switch consoles out there that they're trying to get rid of now. So buy one of those and save your money. I would definitely go for a, a normal switch. Don't, don't. I, I, the the whole thing about the switch, the, the standard switch is you're playing Mario Kart, you're playing uh, Mario Party, you're playing whatever it is. The whole thing is literally like a friend pops over, you go, oh yeah, you slide the controllers out of the console and you go two player. Like that's one of the big marketing things for the switch, and it's it's worked wonders for me and my wife. Um, yeah, but. I, I don't think this is a great idea unless it is really, really cheap. Yeah, I and and that's the thing, right? Three hundred and twenty nine bucks when you can buy something for around about, you know, let's say four hundred, you know, if they're not on special. Four hundred bucks to three hundred and twenty nine bucks, I'd rather buy the full version at four hundred bucks. Um, oh yeah. And plus, have you seen the colours that they're coming in? Ugh. 
Um, yeah. They've got uh, so they've got. <laughs> Have you three... seen this? Have you read about this? <laughs> it's the standard line that I go with. Um, they've got three colors that you can buy this in. Um, you can get them in gray, yellow, or vomit turquoise. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, thank uh, you. Yeah, it's they may as well put fucking like sparkly stickers all over them. It's just they're just awful. I, I don't. I don't know why they've chosen to do this, but you know, it is Nintendo and they are like a multi-billion dollar company. So they probably know better than I do. Um, so good I'm luck. I'm also to really them. surprised they good announced to you, it now and not at E3 a couple of weeks back as well. That just sort of doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I, I think they had a pretty quiet E3 as well. Like just from like what we talked about. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe would have been a good time. Um, they kind of just released it. It's it sort of went quite quietly out there in the last couple of days. So, yeah, I don't know. It feels a little bit underwhelming for. Um, so maybe they're a little bit unsure about it as well. But I think this will pick up steam over the next um, few months until we mm. get to uh, the big launch date. So people will probably be getting excited by that stage. Um, yeah, but yeah, not for me. Thank you very much. Yeah, no thanks. I'll stick with my yeah. normal switch. Yes, good idea. Uh, well, that's it for me for the news this week, buddy. You got anything on uh, the news front? I have nothing on the news front, unfortunately, as of this week. I've been a little bit slack. That's all right, buddy. But look, uh, good news is, Judy, we have a sponsor. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we do have a sponsor. <laughs> Some say that he can smell when someone changes the temperature on the thermostat. And some say that if you listen quietly... He listens to the Bee Gees while sobbing into a lean cuisine. All we know is, is he's called Michael from Culture Shock Collective. <laughs> <laughs> and he is our sponsor, of course, for Shaken Not Noob. He supplies uh, myself and now yourselves with high-end, top-notch quality collectibles, such as uh, if, you've, if you or anyone in your family or friends love Funko Pops, he has all the Funko Pops, especially with San Diego Comic-Con coming up just around the corner. He'll be getting... All the Funko Pops, as well as Hot Toys. He's got new Hot Toys coming in. I just got my Doctor Strange Hot Toy, and I think I get my Obi-Wan in a couple of weeks. I think that should arrive. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. As well as um, Director Krennic. I got one of those pre-ordered as well, as well as our friend That Geek Andy from That Geek Pod uh, ordered Director Krennic from Michael. He's an awesome, outstanding dude. Um, He's at all of the cons when it comes to Melbourne. So if you are in Melbourne and you go to Comic-Con, Nine out of ten times, you'll probably see him there. And, um, yeah, he's, he's got some great sort of, like, the Millennium Falcon Funko Pop that's coming out looks fucking dope. I will say, look, you know, I, as, as exciting as the Director Krennic toy sounds, because, you know, everybody's favorite character, uh, Director Krennic. Hey, 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 uh, hey. Director <laughs> Krennic is awesome. <laughs> we had, um, we've had a couple of big announcements this week. Um, one of the things we posted on the uh, Shaken Not uh, Nerd Facebook page was a shot of the latest uh, Star Wars clone trooper. Clone <coughs> trooper? Clone uh, trooper. Sorry, 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 you sorry, sorry. F- you fucking prat. <laughs> <laughs> First order soldier. He's he's all in red. He's a, he's pretty whatever Sith trooper. They they call a him, Sith trooper. He is called because you know he troops for the Sith. Um, but there is a uh, I believe there's pre orders available now for some of the toys. Um, if you look at the Culture Shock collectible page, he's got some stuff up there. Um, and he also has some pre orders for an amazing looking uh, General Grievous, um, which is pretty bad ears. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're into uh, if you're into any of that kind of stuff, uh, 
Yeah, Michael's got the lot. Yeah, you can find his details below in the link below at www.cultureshockcollectibles.com. He'll also be tagged in our Facebook and uh, Instagram posts and such like that. But um, yeah, I believe if you order from him as well, he does throw in stickers. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Where other bloody competitors around bloody Australia and all that sort of crap? It's $100 bloody or more. Bloody competitors. Oh, no. <laughs> Those bloody kids. Um, but, uh, yeah, $50 or more, free shipping. $50 free shipping, it don't get better than that. It's normally 100 Some places are 150 He's 50 yeah. So, uh, so do you tell me, have you uh, pre-ordered your uh, your latest Nano Gauntlet from uh, Endgame? No, because I, 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 I contemplated whether to get the Nano Gauntlet, which is cool, or the Infinity Gauntlet. And I'm like, come on, the Infinity Gauntlet is the Infinity Gauntlet. It's, it's, yeah. It's... It's yeah, completely but the, different. But the Nano Gauntlet kind of finished it all, right? And, you know, in true Avengers style, it's all about Iron Man. So let's 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 go and do that. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the table. Leave the table. <laughs> Either way, whatever your choice, go check out cultureshockcollectibles.com for all of the latest and awesomest toy things that you can want. Awesome power. <laughs> Uh, well, Diddy, we've got a couple of games to review this week. Um, and first cab off the rank, I'll uh, I'll take the first hit because we know we want to we want to tease your one a little bit more, um, making sure everybody's sinking into the right mood. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about Hitman Two, um, a game yes. that was released at the end of last year, um, and like very similar to previous uh, that the the Hitman re released from a couple of years ago, uh, released in chapters. Um, so this one's been staggering out over the over the past six months, uh, and they started to release a couple of new uh, DLCs and uh, game modes and all the rest of it. Um, and uh, I was lucky enough to uh, to have a crack at that this week. Thank you very much to Warner Brothers Games for organising that for us as well. Yes, uh, it's <laughs> I, I will say it's a it's a lot of fun. Like they like this game. Anyone who likes Hitman games, what they've done with this reboot uh, of of Hitman. Uh, has been amazing and they yeah they continue to do awesome awesome stuff one of the things i will say like did you get a chance to play through uh the latest re-release of, of hitman i played the uh the, the periodic release once so i haven't played hitman 2 uh okay. which is the current one but i played the living crap out of hitman 1 which i absolutely loved that game because it was one of those games that it take you an hour and a half to sort of figure out the the schedules and the the sort of the, the patterns of the the characters and sort of plan out and plot out your attacks and then you go all right I want to do the exact same mission again but I don't want to kill him with poisoning the sushi I want to kill him by dropping a chandelier on him and actually like just walk out the door without any suspicion on me yeah yeah and that look that is exactly the <clears throat> same way like it's you're in this like completely different space there are a million different options i will say they they do start off with um the guided story missions uh so you can go through and specifically do a particular pathway and it's like oh go here and get this outfit and kill this guy and you know you do this and you will you can finish the game if you do that totally fine that's like you know welcome to hitman here's how the game plays but the the real magic of this game is allowing you the freedom to do whatever the hell it is that you want um, to yeah to get where you need to go, and it's you can do anything, and it's great. It's really fun. Um, yeah, it, they've always been a fun, interesting game. Like especially the the creative ways of killing people, like you know, 
putting their head into a bloody blender or something like that. The they're, they're sort of if you played that like old Punisher game that came out in two thousand and three, it's sort of like that, but it's got more stealth mechanics to it. Yeah, and look, I, I think um, yeah, they they have done exactly the same thing here. They've just amped it up to another notch. They've added in a bunch of different characters and different things into already existing levels, um, which is really awesome. So you get to go through and you know have a look at you know yeah you know, oh look there's a, another pathway to get through to, uh, for success and I accidentally stumbled across one of these like trying to do something else I thought like there's a there's a mission where you sit up in like a like a, just a quiet suburban American neighborhood and I was like jumping over fences in these yards to get to where I was supposed to supposed to be going and accidentally strung uh, like stumbled across this like drug den um and had to incinerate this lady in her basement it was yeah there was things happened right i was killing a guy in her basement she walked in i had to shoot her and then throw her in the incinerator it just happened all right things happen in this game <laughs> yeah that that's probably the best way of saying it things ha- you have a, a particular target to kill you can do it however you want and things happen <clears throat> yeah and that's i think that's one of the uh the big things with this one Anyone who knows who knows Hitman will have played this before and will go, you're standing there alone in a field apart from one other guy, and you're like, okay, you look around, you do like a 360 spin, and there is absolutely no one for miles. You go, fuck it, right, I'll start strangling this guy. And as soon as you do, you turn around, you hear this gasp, and there's like a lady standing right beside you. Oh, my God! And runs away and tells the cops. It's like, fuck, no! It just it, the amount of people just popping out of nowhere, just all of a sudden surprising you, is is ridiculous. So, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. But look, there, there's a lot of inventive ways to go through and kill, um, and you can have a lot of fun with it. I will say, not as many options within the individual missions to do like a like to be a sniper assassin and such. It's very like you've got to sneak into places that you can't go and disguise yourself as people and, you know, but I would have liked to have seen more options to like, okay, I can set myself up and once every, you know, five minutes this guy walks past his window and I can snipe him. That would have been pretty cool to be able to do that. But, yeah, they, they don't really give you that option. Yeah, they had that in the old ones where you could walk around with a briefcase and, you know, you, you would construct the sniper rifle. And in your in your kill zone and stuff, which was missing from the first game that I kind of liked. Like I like the yeah. idea of sniping people, but it's like, yep, I'm just a guy walking around in a suit. I have a briefcase. You know, you can open the briefcase and it looks normal, and you know the gun's hidden underneath, like that sort of level of detail. But yeah, it became it it did slowly sort of move towards a, a yeah, you'll have to knock people out and take their clothes and hide their body and then just sort of rinse and repeat to get to the to the target. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I think when you say rinse and repeat, like you can do things a bunch of different ways, but eventually you have to go to the same location and either kill everybody at that location, like completely, or sneak your way in. Like there seems to be a really fine line between the two things. Like it's, you can't just go in and maybe kill one guy. It's like, I've got to kill everybody. Otherwise I won't get into this place. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a little bit of a, a fine one there. There are um, some of the, I, I suppose, like they've got these special assignments um, options where you can go and do like a sniper contract. Um, I think they had it in the 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 first Hitman. It was like Himmelstein, I think it is, where you go to like the hotel and you're just sniping people at the hotel. Do you remember that one? Uh, I remember the hotel because that's 
Uh, that's like the the original mission. It's like it's a rock star that you have to kill, and you have to kill him while he's like recording his music or something. But I don't, yeah. I didn't, because I think that was a elusive contract, so like it disappeared after a certain amount of time, or if you failed or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. So I didn't actually check that one out. Well, this this one here was uh, was called Sniper Assassin. It's a sniper assassin mode. Basically, you are just a sniper. Um, so the first level came out as like a, it was a. They did it as part of the uh, the open beta, uh, and then they did it as a pre order bonus as well. So you got this one before the main game released, um, and basically you you've got a like a fifteen minute timer, and you're sitting there with a, a sniper rifle, and you just have to pick off targets at, at various stages. It's pretty awesome. Um, and so they've re- just released a second level for that um, at the Hantu port, which is uh, same kind of idea. Essentially, you've got uh, three targets that are walking around this, you know, this port area, and they are holding a couple of people hostage. And you've got to basically kill all of these, you know, super, you know, super assassin baddies and all of their bodyguards before they can, you know, kill these uh, hostages. So. It's pretty cool, uh, and I think you can go through and just snipe them all, and it's it's very very difficult because you have to you know the, it's distance time. You've got people running around. There's all sorts of things going on, all sorts of variables that can make you miss your shot. Um, but they and so you can go around and just shoot people, and that's hard enough. But what they're looking for in this particular mode is creative ways of killing people. So blowing people up with you know by shooting a gas tank or knocking over some containers and that kind of stuff. So they're trying to make people be more creative, and they award you for more creative kills rather than just you know all guns blazing. Yeah, I think the, the more creative you kill, the more points you get at the end of the round. And then from that, it's like, all right, well, you can start the round as a waiter. You can start the round as a, as a as a store manager and stuff like that. And it changes up the level every time you play it, which that's the one thing I will say about Hitman games is they're probably one of, if not the most replayable series of games when it comes oh, yeah. to their targets and the, the sort of the missions you have to do. Rather than like, Gears of War is, is an outstanding game and it's my favorite game on Xbox in general, but the replayability isn't necessarily as high unless you're playing it like with a friend co-op for the first time and they've never played it and you're a big fan or whatever. But like Hitman is just, mm. you're bored and you want to play something, you can you can just instantly jump to Hitman. So I remember playing uh, playing the fir- the opening level um, of this uh, of Hitman Two, and going into that, I was like, "Oh yeah, I've I've done a really good job. I've you know explored all these different areas. I've got all these different weapons. Had a really good time. Tried to kill everybody you know in different ways. And then I got to the end of the level, and it's like you've got fifteen percent mastery of this level." It's like, how much more is there to do? And then you go through and it gives you like all of the things that you can do. So, oh, you've got to go and, you know, pour cyanide into this guy's champagne glass or, you know, you've got to like, there's all these different things and you go, that's fucking impossible, but clearly there's a way to do it. So replayability is the, is the magic of this game. Like it definitely, like when you finish a level, it actually opens up a whole bunch of places where you can start at a different point. Um, you've got different places where you could stash weapons that are past like checkpoints where you get frisked down by security guards. So it's it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a great fun, it's a great game. And uh, look, I will say there is a lot of fun too, just going in and uh, yeah, finding the loudest and largest gun that you can find and just going for it. Um, there's a lot of fun in that. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely gives you a very low score at the end of the round. Um, but yeah, look, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I will say that um, there are a couple of negatives to this. Like we spoke about, you know, like characters just popping out of nowhere, which is just really bizarre. Um, 
the the way that forty seven can just like become anybody is just with like zero effort is it's just such a weird weird bizarre feeling especially in one of the levels where you go to mumbai and basically everyone around you you are like literally the whitest person on the planet at this point um and you're in uh you're in the middle of mumbai and disguising yourself as lo- as a local and everyone's like oh yeah sure that's just sanjay from down the block and it's just it's not the case it just it looks so bad so yeah, I can sort of understand that 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 doesn't necessarily work in some instances. Yeah, it's like when Christopher Reeves puts on glasses. It's like it's clearly still fucking Superman. How can you not notice that? It's clearly still a large white man with a tattoo on the back of his fucking head. Clearly, he's not Indian. What the hell? <laughs> like <laughs> one stage, that- uh, one stage, I, I snuck into like this. It was like a you know a local gang controlled area. And I basically killed one of their guys and wore one of their, you know, their, their sets of clothes, which was a pair of shorts and a ripped T-shirt and a bandana on my head. And I'm like, well, I mean, clearly anybody's going to notice he's not Indian. And they're just waving him through. Sure, here you go, buddy. Not a problem. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, I mean, just don't, like, I can understand that, that you know, you want this guy to be a master of disguise, but you can't put him in situations where it's clearly not going to work. And that was one of them. So, yeah, stay away from maybe India. I don't know. There's a couple of places that would be fairly obvious where a large white man will stand out. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Like, it, it, it's a good game, but some of the, the, the sort of blending in mechanics does and doesn't work for it's better off but also like you can't necessarily have agent 47 sort of go into a room change clothes and then start you know applying makeup and stuff like that to his face it sort of pulls away from the dynamic of the game oh no but it's it's also that other mechanic of hey look he's you know oh look we're chasing this guy he's run into a room and then all of a sudden another guy's walked out wearing a completely different set of clothes but nobody else is in the room. Well, I mean, this wave this guy through. It's a completely different guy. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, just a little bit of ridiculousness to the gameplay mechanic. Um, but yeah, there's, I think they've they've tried to keep like keep that ridiculousness to a minimum, um, and it makes it a better game because of it. So um, yeah, there's there's a couple of missteps, but look, I'm really enjoying it, and I think uh, it's a lot of fun. And if you've enjoyed Hitman in the past, you will definitely enjoy this as well. So, would strong recommend for any fans of the series. What would you give it out of five macaroons? Out of five, I'm gonna say this is a solid four. I think this is a Ooh. really good game. Like we talked about replayability, um, playing once is never enough. The the only other downside I'd say is the cinematics in between. They try and do this dramatic storyline in between, and it's just a little bit, you know, skip, skip, skip. I want to get to the next level. Um, and there's a couple of technical things with loading times, but otherwise, not a problem. It's a really, really good game, um, and a strong, strong recommend for fans of the series. Oh, there you go. Yes, there we go. Um, so, Judy, you've been playing a game this week. Yes, yes. Uh, thanks to EA Australia, uh, they gave us a review copy of this new sort of it's it's sort of an indie title that they've done called Sea of Solitude, um, which is a fucking outstanding game for once. It, it's one of those times that I'm like EA, this game is it, like keep doing this. What you're doing here is great. 
the premise of the game is it's sort of a it's a cold open straight start into the game. It doesn't necessarily have a big story introduction or anything like that. But it's essentially sure. a character dealing with with mental illness, and it's, it's Sea of Solitude, where essentially. The character you play as Kay, I think her name is, um, is, is, she's in an ocean, she's in the middle of nowhere, there's like monsters and stuff like that, like swimming in the water around her, and they're constantly saying like, you're a shit person, no one likes you, you don't have any friends, stuff like that. And oh, then wow. the game sort of introduces you to this like one beacon of hope that's like, you are a good person, you are, you know, everyone does love you, you have friends, you're a valued person, like your family loves you. And then it's just like this one little ray of light against all these sort of inner, you know, sort of her character's inner demons sort of fighting each other, going like, no, no one loves you, everyone hates you, why don't you just die, all this sort of stuff, and sort of overcoming personal sort of health issues. And it's, it's the, that's sort of the premise of the story, but the game sort of works sort of like Mario Odyssey. There's no punching okay. or hitting or anything like that, but it's a lot of sort of the the over behind the camera sort of style of Mario Odyssey, but like the platforming of like, okay, cool. I have to jump from this platform to that platform. Um, you mm-hmm. can sort of like shoot a flare out of your hand to find out what direction you need to go in. And it's got, I absolutely, I, I hate the mechanic because I'm scared of the mechanic, but it's it's got that thing of similar to like Banjo-Kazooie when, you know, if you land in the water at the beach, the shark comes out and starts chasing you and it's going to eat you. If you land like yeah. in the water when it's in like the, the sort of like a stormed darkness, like when the monsters are around, this giant like creature is trying to eat you. So like, cool, all right, I need to keep an eye on where this monster is in the water. Okay, it's too far away to get me right now. I need to jump in the water, swim for 10 meters and then jump out of the water. So it's got a lot of the sort of like the the tropiness of a shark film in regards to like cool i need to swim this far and jump onto this platform before the shark can get to me it's it's a puzzling adventure game and it's got so much heart to it and it's visually it's simple but very very beautiful similar to what uh like to gris that uh, that you reviewed early yeah. in the year that's yeah, a sure. simple beautiful art style it's an outstanding game. Give it a look if you like games like Ori and the Blind Forest. Uh, yeah. sort of, it's not a side-scroller. It's behind-the-back puzzler, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's also one of the games that, you know, my, my wife is, is, is slowly starting to get into video gaming, uh, and she's playing Devil May Cry 5, and once she finishes that, I might show her this and see what she thinks about it because the, the, yeah, sure. the voice acting at first sounded a bit weird because the characters have i believe it's a european game so they've got a bit of an accent but after a while it just it didn't seem like it was just they'd gotten randoms off the street and they were just speaking into a microphone you could sort of hear the personality and the emotions in their in their voice after a little while and you sort of get to learn to love the character of ku players it's Mm. it's an outstanding outstanding game yeah awesome that's that sounds amazing man it's definitely not the kind of game that um that you're used to playing i don't think no, no. Essentially, yeah. We I saw the the sort of a news email that that EA sort of sent towards us, and I was like, "Sea of Solitude." Yep. All right. I took a look at it and went, "This looks like visually, it's beautiful. It's very um, uh, a simplified, beautiful version of like say Bioshock Infinite, where it's like it's the vibrant okay. blue of the ocean and the sky, and it's got like orange sort of Venice buildings and stuff like that. It's 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 that sort of beauty to it. But then as soon as the light goes away, it turns into this start of the original Bioshock where it's stormy waters and, and clouds and lightning and all that sort of stuff. So, like, it, it mm. it's one of those games that as soon as you move into the light area, like, you know, when 
you know, the sun comes out. It's like, cool, I feel relaxed. I can swim. I have no problems. And then when you go to progress into the story, it's like, oh, it's dark and it's dust and it's gray and you can hear the creatures in the water and you can, you know, hear this big monster, like, shouting sort of abuse at you and trying to get you down and stuff. And your character just going like, no, nah, I'm not listening to this monster. I'm I'm moving on. I need to find this sort of, like, ray of hope that's helping me. It's, it's a really, yeah, wow. like, beautifully written game as well. Yeah, okay. That's that sounds incredible. I, I think mm. that's yeah, definitely the the type of game that I'm normally used to playing. I I really enjoy those. I think there's a lot of depth to them. Um it's it sounds like there's a, a cross between a bunch of different games. Um so yeah, that's yeah, very interesting to see. So that's out now, is that right? Yep, yeah. So it's uh, I believe it's available now. Uh, it's yeah, give it, give it, I'd say give it a look. I might actually do a, a bit of a Twitch stream or I might do some YouTube videos on it as well because mm. how I'm explaining it, yep, yeah, okay, you're like, yeah, it's a, it's a puzzling adventure game, but when you see how it it's looks an and, and the gameplay, it's, it's wow. Yeah, it's, it's probably yeah. similar to like the first time you played Dead Cells and you absolutely loved it. Like this game is that. It's, it's, it's probably my, my sort of, um, indie title for the year and it's and it's okay. it's done through ea as well yeah nice it seems very similar like uh, I, I like that another place is dealing with uh, like mental illness stuff um there was a game that came out a couple of years back called hellblade um sinuous yep. sacrifice uh, i think it was i think it's out on um the game pass option on xbox um and and that that one also deals with um a bunch of du- a bunch of stuff about um like psychosis like this person's basically hearing voices the whole time and that's coming through like the headset so you're having to deal with that kind of stuff at the same time as playing this game it's really fascinating so um i really enjoy that that twist on regular game styles that you just don't see these days so really interesting to see that they're doing it yeah, and look, I I think as well. Like this is this is a, probably a direction that, especially with the hiccups that EA have had in regards to Battlefront, and especially going back to the the piece of news on FIFA and five hundred and fifty pounds, these mm. sort of games. There's no, from what I can tell, there's no microtransactions in it, and I doubt there would need to be microtransactions for this game. But this would be sort of a direction that would put fans a little bit going. Okay, cool. This is great keep going with this this art style's good you could do a spin-off you could do a sequel you could there's there's so many things around sea of solitude that like you can use this as a platform to to build back your your fan base yeah oh well that's that's good let's um, and they've got a lot of goodwill to make up so <laughs> yeah well yeah exactly and like there's like, EA are constantly doing things like there's new DLC for Battlefront that's just come out for the July update as well. So there's they constantly keep doing stuff with their, their titles to try and sort of appease uh, annoyed parties, but who knows what's mm. going to go on with, with Anthem. Oh, look, and as we've talked about with you know, some of their previous titles, like with Battlefront, they're, you know, they're releasing these for free. They're making sure that people are getting access to them. So you know, doing stuff like this makes a massive difference um, to how people feel about a you know a, about a developer, you you want to be able to trust them that that they're going to actually do something and deliver good quality games. So if they can release stuff like this, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just the, I would say the one thing I don't want to see is it, th- like this game works because it's it's a fresh story, it's a fresh game, and it's it's dealing with yes some heavy hitting issues, but. It's it's not using from a pre-existing IP. I don't think something like this 
would work in regards to a Star Wars title, like Star Wars outstanding, outstanding sort of franchise and and, and world itself, but that Mm. wouldn't work for this style of game. Like, the only way that something like this would work is if they're, like, Force Visions or something like that. Like, it wouldn't work for building a whole game around it. Okay, okay. Fair enough. So, look, uh, if you had to give this one a score out of uh, five donuts, um, how many are you giving it, buddy? I'm actually going to give it five. Okay. I'm flat out giving it five. It's, it's uh, like, I'm not huge on, on indie games. Like, there's a couple of indie games, like Dead Cells or, or, or sort of stuff like that that you've tried to sort of get me to look into, and there's only been a handful of indie games that have really pulled me sort of in and gone, yep you've got my money i'm I'm happy i've given you my money this is this is great and and this is also one of those games that it's easy it's accessible the story and voice acting is great the world is beautiful even like the weather effects and the the color contrast of your character it's it's outstanding like it, it's one of those games that veterans will love new players will love Excellent, and look, I, I will say good uh, good pricing on this as well. You can pick this up for about thirty bucks, um, so it's uh, it's indie title pricing, probably a little bit more on the premium indie side. Um, but yeah, I mean, for thirty bucks, you're getting a good quality game from the sounds of it. Oh yeah, it's it's great. It's yeah, I I, I can't say much else without repeating myself. But give it a look. <laughs> give it a look. See what you think. Um, like a friend of the show, Aaron, who was on for the Captain Marvel review, he loves his indie games. Um, mm. So I've told him about this as well. Like this is a, a, a must look sort of game. Yeah, nice. That's mm. exciting. Well, thanks very much for that, buddy. Really uh, appreciate you looking into that one for us. And yeah, wow. It uh, sounds like um, two winners this week. Very exciting. Yeah, I've been playing that and, uh, and Formula One 2019 basically all week. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've been playing uh, mostly Hitman after I had some a few issues uh, loading it up. I've also played a little bit of um, the uh, Shadows of Mordor game that came out recently. So, um, Ooh. yeah, I, I love that game. It's just too much fun. It is a lot of fun. I, I, I will say once you find a game that just hits your groove, it's one of those ones that you just can't put down. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones I just keep yeah you, know, you can keep grinding out. You don't have to think too much about, and it's uh, it's it's quite enjoyable. And I I get into it. Yeah, um, but yes, go. there we go. So uh, look, next week we'll be back. We'll be doing you know same bat time, same bat channel. Um, for more games, we're not quite sure what yet, but uh, we will be definitely I talking about games next, of some description. I think next week for me is, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three possibly oh okay excellent excellent and i yeah no i've got one coming up in two weeks um, but i can't talk about it just yet hush hush nudge nudge wink wink um but yes severe bans on saying anything about it um but yeah so that'll be a couple of weeks uh and i'll be able to talk about a new game coming out then oh there we go exciting exciting times yes (laughs) <laughs> well Diddy, thanks very much for joining me buddy we're back this week as well for uh, Shaken Not Nerd um, we're going to be talking two movies this week um, we're covering off um, a, a couple of weird ones actually we're going to talk about Stuba um, which is an Uber driver and a, meets a cop Dave Batista, Kamal Nagiani. going to be a lot of fun um, and then the boys are also talking about uh, what was the other movie we're doing? Crawl, the Crocodile oh, yes. Florida 
fucking fun fest of that film. That looks Jaws great. with Crocs. <laughs> Jaws with Crocs. Uh, yep. That 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 looks indifferent. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about both of those movies this week. Check us out, Shaken Not Nerd. Um, check us out. Also, Shaken Not Nerd on our YouTube channel. Um, we've been doing lots of uh, lots of fun stuff up on there. Um, but make sure that you hit that subscribe button and and do the things that means you listen to us more often because we're fun. Damn it. Tells you. <laughs> I'm fun, damn it. <laughs> I used to be cool and with it. Then they changed what it was. Um, <laughs> but until next time, uh, this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you to never, ever, ever pre-order anything, especially from EA. I don't know. Save Solitude, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Doesn't mean you don't have to pre-order, but you should take a look at it. And I'm Duty saying uh, play with each other and play with yourself. Bye-bye. Bye.